0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, St. Mary's, BYU. Game of the year in the West Coast Conference. Why that's not an
1: exaggeration. BYU TV dual threat analyst Blaine Fowler on why he's buying or selling St. Mary's as the West Coast Conference favorite and his take on the 2016 BYU football recruits. Plus, former BYU hoop star Russell Larson and the biggest
0: news out of BYU signing day that nobody's talking about. Let's go.
2: This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton
0: and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, February 4th, we survived National Signing Day. Survived, I love it. We thrived. We didn't survive, we thrived. We survived and thrived. Now it's
1: game day!
0: Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the sworn
1: enemy of all superlatives, Jerem Jordan. I I just like being careful with superlatives, because one side of this desk tends to love them more than me. We just need to be careful, right? I don't use superlatives that
0: much. I never use use superlatives. There you go, there you go, exactly. I never use... You've never not ever (laughs) used superlatives, Always. Forever. Hey, how about the blue goggle moments yesterday from the three football coaches in Studio B during hour number two of our BYU Sports Nation signing day special. <laughs> First, Kalani Satake puts on the blue goggles. And Jerem says, appropriately, okay, that's going to become the avatar pick for everybody on Twitter. And he's like, do it. I don't care. And like 20 people this morning I'm seeing have
1: the Kalani blue goggle avatar pick. Yeah. Then Elisa Tuoyaki does it. And then Ty Detmer does it. Okay, something was pointed out to me yesterday that I didn't realize. Ty Detmer looks like Kenneth from 30 Rock. (laughs) Is everyone else seeing this? That that was It's amazing. It's amazing. He doesn't act like Kenneth from 30 Rock, but he looks like Kenneth from 30 Rock. Just saying, JS. If Kenneth from 30 Rock had an Austin, Texas accent. And Heisman. And Heisman Trophy,
0: It it would be Ty Detmer.
1: It is fun to have a Heisman Trophy winner wear our blue goggles, though. Let's be honest. It's really funny. It's pretty cool. These, these are the BYU football coaches.
0: Like, they wanted to do these, that. These are our homies, man. They wanted to do that. Here are today's BYUSN headlines. Game day for men's basketball, as we have already mentioned. St. Mary's in the Marriott Center. Number 25 team in the country. 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Dave Rose says Zach Selius, the freshman sharpshooter, is cleared to play tonight but still has soreness in his shoulder, so who knows how many minutes he will play, if at all.
1: At L underscore Moss underscore Spencer Linton is the biggest user of every superlative all the time. He needs Jerem Jordan more than anything.
0: Hey, listen, Elmos. <laughs> Moss. I think that you have just taken superlatives to a new level. So yeah, you just he need to did. settle down.
1: He did. Hey, after the dust settled, BYU football finished 48th in Yahoo Sports recruiting rankings after signing 25 players and six return missionaries. We talked about this. That's the first time since 2010 BYU's had a top 50 class. BYU added receiver Mac Richards yesterday afternoon, a return missionary, who originally uh, was committed to Hawaii before his mission. He had, uh, we had two shows yesterday, tons of reaction interviews if you missed them. Coming up in 25 minutes, we'll tell you the biggest news from signing day that had nothing to do with any of the signees. Why is nobody talking about it? I don't get it. It being the thing we're teasing. I don't get it. Women's basketball in action
0: tonight at Pacific 10 Eastern on the W.TV. They are going for an 11th straight win. They have won 10 straight. The Cougars, if they can get done against Pacific, then they have the road test against St. Mary's. Which is
1: where that tonight the women are not playing it's the switched. same team as the men. Yeah, yeah, switched up. It's switched up for whatever reason. Hey, Jim Fredette of the Westchester Knicks is one of six players in the D-League three-point contest. That'll be on Saturday, February 13th. In Toronto.
0: Is Jimmer the favorite to win the three-point contest in the D-League All-Star I'm Game? I'm not
1: going to break that down.
2: Jimmer!
0: I'm really
1: not. <laughs> I don't And to win know the All-Star or... Game MVP.
0: <laughs> if he does, that's awesome. It Great. doesn't matter! But doesn't? I don't know. Rise and shout. That's what does matter. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The Game of the Year. Or Century, if you're Jerem Jordan, captain superlative. The 16-7 and 7 BYU Cougars host 18-2 and St. Mary's tonight. 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain Live on BYU TV. Two of the best in the West Coast Conference. We'll line it up with a buffet of major storylines. Mm. Starting with this. The Gales have traveled outside California for the first time this season. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yep. The, uh, the
1: airline miles mm-hmm. are racking
0: up now. For they, the Gales. They will try and accomplish something no other team has done this year, and that's to win in the Marriott Center. They're not exactly road-tested. Let's go ahead and drive that point home a little further with our stat of the day.
1: It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. It's been 357 days since Spencer hasn't used the superlative oh and goodness. since St. Mary's played a regular season game outside of California. The last time they played a regular season game outside of California. On the road. Against BYU. (laughs) February 12th of last year. I can't believe how many or the lack of road games for St. Mary's they played. But let's be honest. Okay, I'm Randy Bennett. Okay? I feel a little shorter. I am thinking, I lose all five starters. How can I maximize the confidence of my team? Remember a couple years ago, Utah did this. They played a bunch of home games. They played like Evergreen State in a regular season game or something. That
0: was a real game, Evergreen
1: State. Uh, and his team got 20-something wins. They went to the NIT the next year. They got some confidence or whatever. I, don't, I think St. Mary's has been better than maybe even they thought they would be this year because they haven't. Play- they played 15 home games out of 20. They haven't left the state. They've been on the road you know, for just five games. The, one of the real tough road games they played was at Pepperdine. They lost um, on Saturday at Pacific. They took a bust of that game. And almost lost. And one by one because Pacific missed their last seven shots or something. So St. Mary's, to me, there's some fool's gold associated with what they're doing. However, I do think they're a good team, and I think I think that as of now they're a better team than BYU is. But because BYU's playing at home, I think BYU gets them tonight. Not tonight. I'm just not buying. I'm not. I mean, buying overall, Mary's. you look at St. Mary's and you go, "That's a that's a good team." Okay. As this a, a road team.
0: team, as a road team, if BYU's not opening it's the three conference, and two on the road, if BYU is not open, opening the conference slate at Saint Mary's for crying out loud like, on New Year's
1: Eve, yeah, on I give New Year's them a Eve way too. better
0: chance to win that game in Moraga.
1: Sure, yeah, it was oddly scheduled. I mean, BYU's opening game is probably going to be oddly scheduled every year because it's going to be near New Year's Eve, or the students are gone. You remember last year it was Gonzaga at home, that was that was oddly placed, but. TV dictates things, whatnot. Which, by the way, BYU TV has the game tonight. BYU TV awesome. has the game tonight, which is awesome. great. Which is great for us.
0: Tons of eyeballs on the game tonight. So, how about some more storylines besides the fact that Saint Mary's has dared to test themselves and travel to Provo, Utah, for the first time in 357
1: well, days? Well, the league told them <laughs> they were the, coming. The to league, them. They didn't like. I a choice know. Here.
0: At the league's mandate. The regular season conference championship implications are very much in play. Now, Jeremy and I had a conversation this morning. We feel that three losses will win the league.
1: Yes, so fifteen St. and three. St. Mary's has one loss right now. Gonzaga two, BYU three. So BYU cannot lose the rest of the season if they want to win the regular season championship. And is it so crazy
0: to think that BYU can't go undefeated Let's the rest of the regular out. season? Let's
1: play that out. If St. Mary's lose tonight and they lose in the kennel, they have three losses. Boom. And if BYU wins if out... If Gonzaga loses to BYU in Provo, three losses. Three losses. Boom. Okay. There could be a three-way tie for first in the league, or two of them. I, I, BYU's still got a shot. I, I mean, chances are St. Mary's or Gonzaga wins the league and not BYU. But I, I, BYU's got a shot because they have five of eight at home.
0: A potential top 50 RPI win for BYU, which, by the way, would be the best of the
1: season. And which is weird because you think at Gonzaga would be a better win. What's Gonzaga in the RPI right now? 69. 69 in the RPI. And St. Mary's is 43. Three. Yes. So a potential top 18 to two to two I know. I schedule stinks. I know.
0: It's true. They've played 11 teams all at home, RPI 200 or above. And BYU's played what? More than half of St. Mary's wins are against teams at home, RPI 200 plus.
1: How many, how many RPI 200 plus has BYU played? Uh, eight, so three less. Okay. That's not. But a...
0: they haven't played them all at
1: home. True.
0: They've at least gone on the road for some of those, or been neutral l- for some of those. Unfortunately, lost
1: one, right? Good Portland. gravy.
0: Point is, this is a chance for BYU to jump into the top 50 of the RPI as we go to our Daily RPI Watch.
2: It's the Daily RPI Watch on BYU Sports Nation.
0: Thank you, Ben. This Justin from the RPI News Desk. BYU at 56 in today's RPI. Up one spot from our last report,
1: Jerram. About okay, Rubel. with a good tweet here? St. Mary's has played only one game this season with an attendance of more than thirty five hundred. <laughs> and you like St. Th- Mary's in Provo tonight? And tonight, who in you front ta- of eighteen thousand. Who are you talking to? Gail. Any-
0: Anybody that's buying St. Mary's in Provo right now? Is
1: anyone? In, I would be interested to hear from BYU fans using the hashtag #BYUSN if they think if anyone thinks St. Mary's is going to win tonight. Does anyone think BYU is not going to win this game at home, the way BYU plays at home?
0: The reality exists that if BYU, <clears throat> when BYU wins tonight at mm. home, they will become the team in the West Coast Conference with the highest RPI. Yes. yes. They could jump St. Mary's. I think that will happen tonight. Because St. Mary's would drop, obviously. But BYU could be a high 40s RPI team with the winning at St. Mary's tonight. And the Gales will be right around 50.
1: Now, unfortunately, Gonzaga's RPI is not great. I think it will improve as they continue to win. Yet they're in Joe Lenardi's bracket. Yes. They're what? A 9? 10. 10 seed. A, a 10 seed as a 69. Okay, that's street cred for Gonzaga, who I've said a million times is the Boise State of, of hoops, right? The, the program that BYU wants to be. Regular season titles, getting to the tournament, occasionally winning some games. That's, that's the hope. So tonight would be the best win of the season. And at the end of the season, this is a win that BYU could put on its resume to try and get into the NCAA tournament. So there's a ton of mistakes. Not to mention, BYU has won what? Is it 16 games in a row at home?
0: 16 consecutive 16 at home.
1: 16 at home. Hasn't lost this year all the way back to last year. If you beat St. Mary's and Gonzaga, all of a sudden you're thinking, are we not in a position to win this league and Go confident into Vegas because we've already beaten these two teams. There's a lot at stake tonight for BYU.
0: Huge at-large resume boost for the NCAA tournament on the line for BYU tonight. In my opinion, a must win for mm. at-large
1: hopes. Really? Must okay, win. so if BYU doesn't win tonight, but they beat Gonzaga and they went out the rest of the regular season, isn't, no, are they There's in no, no shape?
0: guarantee that Gonzaga will be a top—BYU's got to have a top 50 win. They've got to have a top 50
1: win. But at the end of the season, they're not saying top 50 when it happened. They're saying top 50 as of that moment. I
0: know, and I don't think Gonzaga's schedule will be strong enough. St.
1: Mary's, to me, will not be a top 50. I think they'll be just outside the top 50 at the end because the strength schedule is so low. You look at BYU and Gonzaga and St. Mary's and and Pepperdine. So those are top top 100 teams right now. Who has a
0: better shot to finish top 50 RPI?
1: Below 200.
0: St. Mary's. Or Gonzaga. Right now you have to say
1: St. Mary's. Just because they're they're eighteen and two and they're forty three right now. They still have twenty six spots ahead of Gonzaga Gonzaga. in the RPR. Twenty six I know. Play fifteen home games and that's what you get.
0: St. Mary's is a ranked team. Guess what? Highlights are going to be on all of the national highlight shows tonight because the Gales are ranked number twenty five.
1: Ooh, I don't I don't know about that with college hoops. Like college football, yes. I don't know about college hoops. It's the same maybe it's the same standard. No At ESPN college, no. they put ranked games in the rundown College hoops not the same as college football I didn't to say ESPN. that w- I, No that's what you what just said What else is going on What else is going on Super tonight? Bowl week Listen some You're telling me the story about Cam Newton is going to be over St. Mary's BYU highlights. a ranked basketball game no, because it's the last ranked team too. Oh my in the goodness. coaches' pool. Okay, let I make a wager. I want to make a wager. We don't. Will BYU this is St. BYU you can't you wager? You can wager
0: something. No, it you do have to be ice money. cream. You can okay. do anything right. but money. Hey, ice cream. Anything ice but cream. money, <laughs> and it's cool. Okay, ice cream. That BYU no, say we'll be on SportsCenter tonight.
1: Let's do shaved head.
0: No, 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 no! no. Don't even go there. Okay, you want to do something <sighs> better than
1: ice cream? What do you want? What do you want to wager? We'll figure it out. Someone suggest something.
0: Someone suggests something that, that can't, okay. it has nothing to do with shaving any heads or hair, or whatever. Are
1: you saying either way, like win or lose for BYU, that the highlights will be on the tonight? The highlights you're will saying be on, on Sports, sports center. center, any
0: Sports Center, any tonight. Sports Center tonight? The highlights will
1: be on. I'll go. Yeah, I'll go. No, you'll go. No. Yeah. Okay, we'll decide. Unless, okay, here's the one exception I want to put in this: if, if there's a buzzer beater. That would be on. I want to say you know, no buzzer banger. There's no,
0: like, yes, if, is it going to be yes, on there or is. not?
1: Yes, there is. Is if it going to be on or not? Dell of, Del of a dagger was ever because it was so crazy.
0: Come on. Come on! Yes or no? That's the bet. I'll think about it.
1: <laughs> BYU, by the way. Let me my exception. BYU,
0: by the way, hasn't beaten a ranked team at home in two years.
1: Who cares about rankings two in years. basketball, dude? Like, it, it's all about bracketology. It's important to be ranked teams.
0: It is. It just, it matters. Okay, it matters. Let's Let's go to our Twitter question. What is your bold prediction for tonight's BYU Hoops game to the Twitter machine? It's Twitter time. Conversation happening right now on the Twitter machine. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Join BYU Sports Nation at Y4Live. says, BYU doesn't fall behind way early and dig themselves out late. Bold, I know. That has been the mantra for BYU very often this year.
1: Well, even the last two games, they've trailed six nothing out of the gate. You know, that's not a big uh, lead. But when BYU beat uh, Vadova, or sorry, didn't beat Delavado in that Delva dagger, BYU led that game like twenty to two. That was that's like the best oh. jump out ever. At Twiggy, superlative.
0: Stone. We'll just get to more tweets later. (laughs) Coming up, BYU TV dual-thread analyst extraordinaire Blaine Fowler discussing the best part of BYU's football signing class. And is he buying St. Mary's? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right this very second on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. And join our conversation using the hashtag
1: BYUSN. Game of the Century tonight, 9 Eastern time, BYU versus St. Mary's uh, on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Huge game, as we just outlined, for BYU. Uh, Blaine Fowler will join us in a moment to break it down.
0: What is your bold prediction for tonight's BYU basketball game? At Twiggy or Stone says Zach Selyus comes back from injury
1: and scores 20-plus. Oh, my goodness. no he's cleared to play tonight. He's still sore and everything, but how how? Good news is that because we thought what if this what if his collarbone's broken what if he separated his shoulder he could he could be out for the year yet he's cleared to play so that's great that that was not worse
0: that's not even the end of the tweet jeremy oh sorry i interrupted so <laughs> Celia scores 20 plus corbin kafusi gets a double double and BYU wins a close one so both
1: of those the- <laughs> Those are 3 pretty bold stinking predictions <laughs> if I say so.
0: Jeez. Joining us now on BYU Sports Nation is our good friend dual threat analyst extraordinaire Blaine Fowler, quarterback at BYU of the national champion Cougars and now an excellent basketball analyst as well. Let's start with hoops, Blaine. Are you buying, I mean, are you buying Saint Mary's at 18 and 2 coming to Provo and winning tonight? <laughs>
3: Uh well, you're talking about buy, sell or trade. I <laughs> I I not buying that they come into Pro Bowl and win. And that's it's a really good basketball team. It's as balanced um and as talented a team as as they've had over there in a long time. And they come in here eighteen and two, but there's two things that make me go, I'm gonna wait and see. So I'm gonna wait and see on them. First of all, they haven't played outside the state of California. And they're really, really young. So Unbelievably talented, but very young. The guys that hurt BYU in that first meeting, think about it. Junior, sophomore, freshman, sophomore, sophomore, young players do not compete as well or play as well on the road as they do at home. And so the second half of the conference season is a big test for St. Mary's. They were loaded up with in-state and home games in the first half. So I've... I'm not saying I'm going to sell them either. They're a hold right now to me because I've got to wait and see if this young group can play as well on the road and out of the state of California as they have up to this point.
1: I'm with you, Blaine. It's interesting because I see a good basketball team. I see a team that beat BYU. BYU. In in the first matchup, but BYU at home just plays so well. Yet St. Mary's takes care of the ball; they shoot a high percentage. They get to the rim; they play solid defense. Second in the country, giving up sixty points a game. So, how does BYU beat St. Mary's tonight?
3: Well, if if I look if, if I look back at that last game, BYU has to be more on attack than they were in that last game. And the problem with that is mentally, you go into that game and you go, "Oh man, this is a really good team defensively." and we always talk about balance on offense. Oh, they've got a good inside-out game. They've got this. they got that. But there's the same thing defensively. They've got big guys that they can put out on the floor, 6'10", and 6'11", and, and Fitzner and Landell. And so they've got stoppers inside. They've got good quickness on the perimeter. And I think teams hesitate to attack them because they think, oh, they're so big, so long, so athletic inside that we'll settle for jump shots. That can't happen tonight. I think Collinsworth needs to attack he needs to force those guys to foul. BYU needs to get to the free throw line. When they're shooting jump shots, it needs to be inside out because they've attacked inside, they forced them to play interior defense, and they've kicked it to the outside. If we see BYU dribbling into threes, uh, you know, I'm okay with threes in transition, but in the half court, if they're dribbling into threes, pulling up off of screens into threes, not good Not good for BYU. And, and they need to get to the free throw line. In their last game, SMU, or or, uh, St. Mary's, I call them SMU, St. Mary's was plus nine in makes at the free throw line. That cannot happen at home for BYU.
0: Blaine, you talked about the things that have to go right for BYU to get a win tonight. But in your realistic opinion, how do you see this game playing out? Is it going to be a, a pace and tempo that St. Mary's likes, low scoring, kind of drag it out? Or can BYU at home, with that big crowd, push the pace?
3: I'm glad you mentioned the the crowd, Spencer, because that's really important. It's important for BYU to get energy from that group. uh, Because when you get a big crowd and it's noisy, it it impacts everybody. It impacts officials as much as they like to say it doesn't. They let a little bit more go when you're being really aggressive and the crowd is into it. It feeds the home team to get out and push the ball. It feeds BYU style. And it makes the visiting team panic a little bit. They start to push it a little bit more than they like to. They try to keep up with a home team. They feel that energy. So, so this crowd at home is a difference maker. BYU always plays with better pace at home. They defend better at home. And St. Mary's, if St. Mary's was bringing in a whole team of seniors and juniors, I'd go, well, they've been here, they've done that, they're used to that. But they haven't. This is a young basketball team. So the big test tonight is, well, they young guys. And and think about it, NAR is a fantastic player. He's just a sophomore. And and so will they hold up to that kind of environment is the big question I have. And I think that's BYU's advantage. So I say it's a higher scoring game than St. Mary's would like it to be. And if BYU plays on attack and can get to the free throw line and force them to defend inside, then BYU has a really, really good chance to win this.
1: Zach Selyus is cleared to play. Do you think he'll get much run tonight with that bruised shoulder?
3: It's so hard to know. I know he scrimmaged in five on five, um, and and he looked like he was okay. His role is to is to be a really consistent shooter right now. Um, The rebounds he gets are bonus. I mean, he does. He's he's a a hustler. He's long and can defend. But I don't. You guys don't. I don't. Nobody thinks of him as hey, he's a lockdown defender. He's a great rebounder. Like he's a shooter. So if that shoulder affects his ability to shoot. Um, then then his his value is diminished just a little bit. And I think that Dave's got to play him, see how it goes. If he's knocking down shots at his normal pace, he gets significant minutes and he has a big impact on the game. If that is affecting his ability to extend and and finish high and get good rotation on the ball like he always does, then his minutes are going to be limited. So I think this is a wait-and-see thing for for Dave and for his staff um, to see if he can contribute normally. If he can, it's a huge plus for BYU.
0: There are obviously a ton of implications tonight for the West Coast Conference regular season championship and BYU's at-large resume and a chance to beat a ranked team and keep the home streak alive. It's at 16 right now. Blaine, where would BYU benefit the most tonight with a win over St. Mary's?
3: The biggest thing, the big picture, it's an RPI game for them. and you know, We keep talking about what they have to do in the back half. They're on target still. Um, I'd like to see him get to 26 wins. You, get, you guys have talked to the, about this with me on and off the air. We all feel like 26 wins, but it's 26 and a couple of good RPI wins that's going to get them there, not just 26. This is an RPI win. This is a team that has the national attention and, and in St. Mary's. Um, they're they're ranked um, high enough that, that BYU needs this. In the big picture, they need it, and they also need it to carry the momentum forward into this, this stretch run. Uh, they did a great job last year on the stretch run. They can do the same this year. This game launches them into that. It, it's the biggest game of the season I'm, up to this point, And you can talk about Gonzaga up there. Man, if they play like they did up there on the road at home, if you know, I, I heard you say somebody's prediction about what Corbin Cafusi was going to do. Hey, if Corbin comes with a mindset that he does against Gonzaga, I don't know what it is about the Zags that gets Corbin just going. Whatever it is, you needs to think about that going into, going into this game. But 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 since that game, this is the biggest game, and because St. Mary's has been playing so well, it's probably bigger than that game right now.
1: Our Twitter question today is this. What is your bold prediction for tonight's BYU Hoops game? What do you think, Blaine?
3: Well, it's not a double-double for Corbin. What was the other one? 20 points for Zach.
1: Yes, and a double-digit <laughs> win for BYU was the third.
3: Okay, my bold prediction is they play at BYU's pace, And and so it gets up into the 80s, and and BYU wins going away. So St. Mary's is going to have to be fouling down the stretch to try to get back into it, and BYU will make their free throws down the stretch and win this thing.
0: BYU clearly has kind of – they have the schedule lined up, Blaine, to make a run at a regular season championship in the West Coast Conference. I know that might sound like lunacy, but really the schedule works out for them because they have – Pepperdine taken care of, St. Mary's at home tonight, and Gonzaga at home tonight, and three winnable road games. Do the Cougars have any sort of a shot, in your opinion, at winning the WCC?
3: Absolutely. I, I think they're – I still believe, even with the loss, and remember we talked about uh, what they had to do um, on the road, and, and they, they get the loss on the road uh, down in SoCal. That damaged it a little bit, but I still look at it and go, okay, they're ahead of last year, not because of where they're at, but because of where Gonzaga is and where St. Mary's is and what they have left on their schedule. BYU's in control of their destiny. They, they absolutely have a shot, Spencer. Absolutely, but it starts tonight. If they, if they, that's why this game's so big. If they lose tonight, it damages. That because SMU is now at or St. Mary's. I keep calling them SMU, but and I don't want people to confuse them with that team down in Texas. But <laughs> but, but St. Mary's um, now is really in control of the race. Um, so because St. Mary's is on top with just one loss in the league, this, this is it. They win this one, and then you ask me that tomorrow, and I, and I go, oh yeah. Now they got a better chance than not to at least tie for a conference championship. So tonight's big, really big. I
1: see it this way, too. If BYU beats Gonzaga on the road, they did that, and now a win over St. Mary's, they have to be the most confident team in the league in terms of what can we do now in the stretch, and then, hey, we can go into Vegas. We've beaten all these teams. We've beaten the top three teams in the West Coast Conference besides us, I guess, of the top four. What, what kind of confidence boost or, or effect do you think that would have on the back stretch for BYU if they win tonight?
3: Oh, it, it's really big, and, and more than the confidence that it gives BYU... A little bit of doubt, like like right now, um, I don't even remember what movie it is where somebody says to, you know, you're not going to get inside my head, and they go, oh, I'm already inside your head. Um, Gonzaga would like to say that BYU is not all up in their head right now. They are. They are. They've beaten them twice in a row on their floor. It's the only team that's in the Zags' head. And so it's not, it's not just the confidence that BYU has. It's that they're in the heads of Gonzaga now going into that tournament and coming into Provo. We're, they're not coming in now saying, yeah, we're, un, we're, you know, we're untouchable, we can beat anybody. That was an aberration. They know it wasn't an aberration now. So there's two sides to the confidence. The confidence that you have and a little bit of chink in the confidence of your opponent, BYU has both of that now going into this back half.
0: Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation, dual threat analyst. We've talked a ton about BYU basketball, and for good reason. Game of the year tonight on BYU TV. Blaine will be on the call with Dave McCann. But before you go, Blaine, you. BYU football wraps up, according to Rivals.com and Scout.com, first top 50 recruiting class since 2010. What was Who will be the biggest impact player from the signing class that was announced yesterday for the upcoming season?
3: It, you know, It's so hard to say. Um, if I had to pick a couple of guys, I think Troy Warner. I mean, you just look at his body, and it looks like a body ready to, to play at this level. But, but sometimes the guys that have the biggest impact, the fastest, are JC guys. So, so I would go with with Trineman. Uh, he's really explosive um, at wide receiver. Or, and you guys have to tell me if I'm saying handsome because I've just been calling him handsome for the last four months. But is it Tani Tanielu? How do you Tanielu, say yeah,
0: handsome Tanielu.
3: Yeah. So we'll just. Now that we've said it once, we'll just call him handsome, and I like that. <laughs> um, I, I, they need some help there on the D-line, and I, and I think when I saw this kid walking around, I'm going, oh, my goodness, this kid is a beast. So, so I think one of those three will be the one at the end of the season next year. We go, wow, what an impact that brand-new guy had. When it comes to the rest of the group, th- this is a really, really high-percentage class that are going on missions, so it's, it's hard um, – to know who's going to be good. It really is. I have a harder time getting excited about BYU's recruiting classes because we just don't know. And it's not we just don't know for two or three years. We don't know for five or six years. And so I'll take a wait-and-see attitude on the rest of them. But those are the guys that are going to be here next year. That's why I would pick one of those three uh, to have a big, big impact.
0: Another zero-beep interview for Blaine Fowler on BYU Sports Nation.
3: When we let's get off the air because when we do zero beats, BYU wins. I'll talk to you guys. Get yeah, okay. Bye. Bye. cut him off. Get out of here. Leave.
1: Fowler, We're still
0: Janice hearing him. Cut on him
1: on off. On the Deseret before we get First Credit
0: Union Hotline.
1: Oh, sorry to stuff. interrupt your read there.
0: Oh, hey, no worries, man.
1: Jeez, if if it's about winning and losing, let's let's cut the audio off of that guy. Jeez. Deseret
0: First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Up next. The biggest news out of BYU football's National Signing Day headlines that nobody is talking about.
1: You should be. What is it, Spencer? This is BYU Sports Nation. It's called the tease. We're going to discuss it in the next segment. Not right now, the next segment. Welcome back,
0: sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Those watching are seeing that fantastic cake. From signing day, Jerem. For goodness sake, let's eat some cake. You didn't bring me a piece of the one thing I wanted.
1: You wanted a top 50 recruiting class, and Kalani got you that. Come on, man. did do that. Come on, man. did do that.
0: This show, presented by the BYU Store, by the way, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: Hey, Friday and Saturday night, volleyball is back on BYU TV. The third-ranked Cougars host 10th-ranked Santa Barbara. Friday and Saturday, 9 Eastern time, BYU TV, BYU Radio. Check it out.
0: Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. Game day for men's basketball tonight as they host St. Mary's, 9 Eastern, live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Dave Rose says, Zach Selyus cleared to play tonight but still has soreness in his shoulder. Will the highlights be on SportsCenter? Jeremy and I debated
1: that earlier. We'll we'll, uh, discuss that in a moment. (laughs) Later. After the dust settled, BYU football finished 48th in Yahoo Sports recruiting rankings after signing 25 players and six return missionaries. BYU added Mac Richards, a receiver, yesterday afternoon. We had two shows yesterday with tons of reaction interviews. If you missed those, download the... The iTunes podcast. BYU
0: women's basketball back in action tonight in Stockton, California at Pacific 10 Eastern. You can watch that live on the W.TV. The Cougars, led by WCC Player of the Week, Lexi Rydalch, have won 10 games in a row.
1: Jeremy Fredette of the Westchester Knicks, one of six players in the D-League three-point contest. That'll be on Saturday, February 13th in Toronto. Yeah. Jerem Jordan just talked about... Uh,
0: the bevy of interviews we had during National Signing Day yesterday with Kalani Satake, and Elisa Tuyaki, and Ty Detmer, not to mention some alums during that first hour. Really, really good stuff. In fact, so good that we want to bring some of that back. And uh, Kalani Sitake, he, pff, man, he gave us some really, really juicy things to talk about, including something that all of you should be very excited about and quite frankly, talking about more than is being discussed in BYU Sports Nation. Uh, and it starts with this question. What is the next big-ticket football item that Kalani Satake's focus will turn to?
2: Yeah, it's getting ready for spring ball. And, and um, you know, having having Coach Detmer and Coach Tuyaki establish what they want to do as far as foundation on the defense and offense, and then Ed establishing that in the defensive backfield, but also with the special teams. And so we, we start in, in a month. Spring ball and, and um, you know, put the pads on and, and hit and get tougher and get stronger. And, uh, yeah, it, it, we'll just go through the next process. And in the meantime, we'll keep recruiting. What have you learned so far in the six weeks as head coach that maybe surprised you? Just love BYU. I really do. And and um, I, I, it's it's been really – it's been fast like crazy, but I've enjoyed every second of it. And um, it's just, you know – just from the fans, Cougar Nation, everything about it has just been really impressive to me, and, and it's been humbling being in this position. But, yeah, I really want to win because of what, what we're going through, and I think it's really motivating for the players. I know it is for me as a head coach, and it, I know it's for our coaching staff the same way.
0: Sometimes the process of putting together a staff and getting all that finalized, man, it, it's it's hard not to be impatient because you just want to get going and have everybody in place. But are you, are you set now Is everything where it needs to be for you to move forward in terms of a staff?
2: yeah we we have a couple um support staff members that are will be joining us soon and um you know they'll they'll we'll announce those in the next little bit but for the most part we have our our coaches and we have enough to start working on getting things going. We've had our strength coach Utafisi, working with our guys and they're and they're killing it in the weight room and killing it in the running and so um we as coaches need to start joining them we we have our fitness goals that are due. You know, next week, and we're going to start working out and trying to work off all the all the uh, the recruiting, being on the road that many, all those t- all that time last six weeks, and you know, I'm trying to get working on it. But yeah, we're excited to get the the football program in full swing.
1: Is Jamal Williams enrolled this semester?
2: Yes, and he's doing a great job, and he's uh, he he is motivated to be great, and I, I I'm I'm been really fired up with what I'm seeing from him. So yeah, he's he's taking the leadership role of the team, and. And he's running with it, and so we're excited to to have him back. And, and I just I love having him on the team. He's he's a, I mean I don't know he's unique, he's different. <laughs> oh but, uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Say yeah. That. But it's fun, and I, and I I just he's genuine and he's himself, which is I I encourage him to be that. And what's the recruitment like of
1: of Taysom Hill, or or is there is that just his decision, or are you saying hey we'd love to have you? Or? Oh
2: yeah, we 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 need Taysom, you know, and so that's the was um, spoken to him a number of times, and I think that. You know, he's going through the process. I think he'd be a be better, you know, better person to speak to. But I just know that we love him and we want him to be part of our football program, and we're, we're, we're better with him on our team.
0: Speaking of Jamal Williams, his mom at UCLA Grad 90, Nicole chiming in on Twitter saying, I like, in regards to the recruiting class, got some big boys. <laughs> She's very loud on Twitter, and we appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> and I, what is it like to have. Uh, Those type of relationships with the parents where they feel so at home to just be able to chime in and tweet in whatever they want, whenever they want.
2: Well, it's nice having their support, and then it, it... It goes from their sons onto the family, and and it's it's nice getting the support. I actually need to call her and talk to her because, we, with everything that's going on, we haven't had much time to really connect with all the parents. But you can talk to we, her right now. We are gonna do that. <laughs> Hello, and, and and I'm getting back to you. Yeah, so we're gonna take care of your son, and you know, we we for everyone on our team, we are take care of our guys, and uh, just it's you know. It helps having bigger guys block for the running backs, and I know all those running backs will pe- appreciate. I know Algie and, and Jamal and, and the whole crew will enjoy having our guys be bigger and stronger up front as far as getting knocked, knocked back on the line scrimmage.
0: Well, end with this, Coach. I know a lot of people are excited about the Royal, and you're rocking a Royal blue polo right now. What kind? What role will Royal play moving forward for BYU football?
2: It just feels right, you know. I, I mean, I I'll wear anything with the Y on it. That, that's no matter what shade of blue it is, but. Um, this is just feels right for me, and so I, I'll, you know, I don't have a problem with the other stuff. I just why not ha- why not adopt it into our deal? It's been it's been ours for so long, anyways. So why don't I have a you know an accent color that I choose to wear more often than the others? No bibs? No, please. I <laughs> I wore the bibs, and it's yeah. Don't do that ever. Uh, I don't mean to you know frown on whoever did it or, or thought the idea. Sure, we're not. Yeah. No offense, but just don't bring that back. <laughs> Good well, to We've know. got the Royal Blue Blue goggles on set just for I you, see coach. Yeah. So, uh, All right. <laughs> we'll yeah. Yeah. Those are for you. You can keep those. Really? Yeah. I think, yeah. I think yeah. Coach Tuyaki would like them. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Look, we, now we have now Dave, Dave Rose. Rose
2: and, and Kalani Sotaki. Oh, did he do Yeah, I loved yeah. Coach Rose. So, yeah, he the this, did he take them? This.
1: I don't know if we I gave him to, we I'm, need to I'm, him to Dave. I'm taking this. Yeah. Okay. These yeah. I think he said well if they deserved. won the league,
2: he'd he'd wear more. <laughs> coach Detmer would look cool in this. Maybe I'll let him <laughs> try it on too. We got plenty. You take those with
0: you. Oh, Coach, great to have you in studio. B, congratulations on a great recruiting period, and we look forward to the future. Enjoyed it, guys. Thank you so much. Go Cougars.
1: Little does Kalani know that like 200 people's avatars.
0: Kalani Sitake, the head. Wait, football I was saying coach something amazing. BY. Why no. did you cut me off? Uh, no, we needed to cut that off. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Did you catch what he said about Jamal Williams? To me,
1: that's the biggest news. That's the biggest news of anything. He confirmed that he's enrolled this semester and is motivated to be great. I love having him on the team. So I tweeted that out last night. Tanner Mangum then quoted it, saying this. We all do. At J Swag Daddy is motivating us all to be great. He's got that fire in his eyes. Then Jamal Williams quoted that and said, glad to be playing with my dogs again. Hashtag. Hungry? Uh, is Jamal two back? Is Jamal back? Yes. yes, which is awesome. He's in school. He's working out with the team. Uh, BYU needs. It. We forget he needs 930 yards to become the all-time leading rusher. If he's healthy, that's going to happen.
0: I just hope he's ready for September third. Countdown to the Wildcats. To eleven. 211 days away from BYU.
1: I never look into the camera. Against
0: Arizona. Hey, Jerem, we had a great idea come in for a wager on our previously discussed bet.
1: Okay. What is it?
0: It is that you have to do the countdown by yourself for a week if BYU St. Mary's basketball highlights show up on SportsCenter tonight.
1: I have researched some things and have something to say <laughs> Don't about back out now. About this. Don't back out. Unlike my other stupid things that I've done on the show, <laughs> I've actually thought through this one. And the music's playing, so we have to go to break. Oh, I can't tell you. so
0: you're not. Okay, you're going to come back with the answer? I'll come back
1: with the answer.
0: Jerem's coming back
1: with later, the answer. Later.
0: That's what we call a tease. Also, Russell Larson, former BYU forward, joins us next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan live in Studio B. If you miss an episode of this show live, watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern.
1: Okay, Men's Hoops, St. Mary's tonight, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV. Okay, we discussed earlier a potential bet on whether the highlights will make SportsCenter. I have thought through this. Here's my thinking. There are only two ranked matchups in college hoops tonight. There are only four NBA games. There's a bunch of NHL games. This game's going to make the highlights. I'm not going to do it. This game will make the highlights. No. And there'll be an upset. No, I'm not. So I'm not doing it. No. For once in my life on this show, I'm going to think through something and then wisely choose not to do it. Guess what? Like, this will be the night that the game doesn't, like, make it. I know. Because, like, there will be some
0: crazy Super Bowl story. Plus,
1: I don't want to do the countdown anyway. <laughs> That's the real reason, huh? You don't want to do the yeah, countdown. Yeah, I have my reason. Exactly. Oh, my exactly. goodness.
0: Weak. Hey, you should all tweet at Jerem right now. Let him know what you think about him backing
1: out of our bet. Bring it on. I'll just mute all of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.
0: Oh, Joining us now in Studio B is our second guest of the day, and tallest guest ever. His maybe. show debut. That can't be right. I'm not. What's up, Russ? Russell hey, guys. Larson, former BYU you know, basketball man. great. Are, yeah, are you the are well, you the tallest? Are you six
4: eleven? I used to be six eleven. Used yeah. Nate I'm, Nate I'm over forty time. years old now, so yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's You're shrinking. Six, yeah, I'm down to six ahead. eight or something. Okay.
1: No, I'm six ten. Six ten. Okay, six ten. Eric and I think Nate Austin's the tallest then. Yeah, I, think I don't know. If you put us back to back, be a to back everyone can we find that to be out tonight? A let's do that tonight. Yeah, let's find do it. Out. Yep, you got it. Let's find the out. The tallest uh Forty-year-old to
0: ever <laughs> join us in Studio B. There
1: you
0: go. Come yeah. on, Sean Bradley. You haven't had Sean Bradley we on. No, we, we
1: haven't, haven't had Sean. Sean on. Oh well, he's been on Studio C, but not on Bureau You now of. have the okay,
0: honor. Okay, that's
4: that's, uh, that's a record I want to hold on to.
0: <laughs> Ace. Speaking of records, you also hold a record at BYU for the most... Now, hold
1: on. Russ Larson is one of the best players to ever play at BYU. Absolutely. Extremely versatile. Thank Points, you, rebounds. Thank goals you goes blocks, without saying. All of this stuff, okay? With that in mind, continue. Also, he's from <laughs>
0: South Weber, and South Weber is awesome.
4: Oh, yeah. Shout out to my South Weber windjammers. Yeah, yeah. what's yeah. going on? Yo, yo. What's going on? What in
0: the world? Anyway, <laughs> Russell Larson holds the record for most personal fouls at BYU. But that might not last much longer. And that brings us to Chasing Larson. (laughs) On his way to BYU basketball immortality, Nate Austin is
1: chasing Russell Larson on BYU Sports Nation. He's down to 10, okay? So there could be five tonight, there could be five Saturday. What will it mean for you to not be the all time (laughs) leader anymore in fouls when Nate passes you? Because that will happen.
4: It's a huge injustice. Yeah, I've held that record for a very long time, you know. And, um, since the and mid-90s, right? For, since the mid-90s. I am, you know, over 40 years old, so it's been a long time. And uh, I, I think uh, the referees are giving Nate some fouls that he doesn't deserve. And <laughs> he's, he's going out of his way to break my record. I know it's a
1: conspiracy. I, I really believe that. He fouled out Saturday, and it is kind of sad that the first time we have you in studio is to talk about your foul record. <laughs> like, that's, that's just weird. But, yeah, this is a lot of fouls for Nate i mean he's he's an aggressive kind of dude he uh draws charges sometimes they call those blocks. It just ends up being that he's an aggressive personality that will etch his name in the record books right
4: well i mean it goes to if we're being serious it goes to his uh ability as a uh, you know a guy that's always around the ball he has you know he's he's got a good build on him, but he's not the you know he's not the biggest strongest guy ever to play at b y u um you know he's no Hoffa. Uh, but he has an innate uh, knack for getting to the ball somehow, and great defender, but, uh, you know, he puts himself out there. <laughs> you know, a guy like that's going to pick up some fouls. You know, my foul, actually, my my uh, the way I went about things was I was a, a leaper, a jumper, and I was always kind of Reaching over and trying to get guys to, to shoot it and, and uh, would follow through and pick up my fouls that way. And Nate Nate is just sort of a bulldozer. He'll he's get brute force he's going through people and, and trying to trying to get to the ball and does a great job. Tremendous asset to this team, by the way, way underrated.
1: How but, did Danny Ainge have three hundred ninety three fouls? I didn't know that until today. He's fourth all time. Yeah, you know, talk about aggressive.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, it's something for a, for a guard to be <laughs> leading. <laughs> I mean, it just tells you his tenacity, his sure. his personality, you know, his uh he, he was on the he was the record holder for for most personal fouls um before I got uh, you know, I, I took him right. out. So uh, you know, just he was a, he was just a hard nosed tough player. I mean, he
0: he was free
1: Rollins knows all about that. (laughs) Yes, he does. And many others. (laughs) We're going there.
0: (laughs) Russell Larson with this on BYU sports nation in studio B. We've talked a ton about St. Mary's and what the Gales bring tonight. Are you buying into St. Mary's being able to come into the Marriott center, given that this is their first time out of the state in the regular season in a year? The First game in a year in the regular season away from California. Are you buying them able to come in here and beat BYU in the Marriott Center?
4: Um, is Dela Vadova playing? No, is he, is he on the roster? No, nope. uh, no. Then I've got my my doubts. Uh, it's a tough arena to come into and and uh, knock BYU off. But they're for real, you know. It's uh, they're getting some national love and. You know, two losses over 20 games, that's, uh, you know, no matter where you're playing that, they're playing good competition, you know. there's, uh, there's They've played some tough teams. But, you know, the the uh, marginal win at Pacific gives me some, some uh, hope that uh, BYU, you know, in their own house with 20,000
1: fans, you're going to be able to get it done. They haven't played a game over uh, with more than 3,500 people watching. So I, I think this is just <laughs> going to be a shock to the system. I really do tonight.
4: Well, it's interesting as a player when you play in those small arenas, when they're full, uh, it's every bit as intimidating and, and uh, imposing as uh, a, an arena that's as big as BWU's uh, Marriott Center. And, um, you know, so I, I don't know that the, the size of the stadium is going to intimidate them at this point in the season. You know, they're 20 games in, we're two thirds of the way through the season. Uh, they've taken their, their knocks and come out on the other side pretty successful. So I don't know that that's going to be too much of a factor. I just think that BYU's got the horses and, and the ability to, to take them out. Certainly, a home court advantage makes a big difference in college basketball. Um, so that's going to play a role. But um, I, I just think that BYU's uh, playing pretty well, confident off of Pepperdine win and and uh, doing well enough to, you know, come in not to be intimidated by a by, uh, number 25 team or, or uh, you know, they played fairly well yeah. against them in, in Moraga. But uh, I, I just think that circumstances being what they are, BYU is going to do well.
0: Two things to close out here, Russell, as we're running out of time. Uh, one, YouTube Russell Larson highlights. Do yourselves a favor and enjoy that to watch his glory days at BYU. And secondly, we want you to give a personalized message to Nate Austin for the moment when he breaks the record so that we can play that for him on the show. So we want you to look into this camera right over, over here. here, and we want you so to give you a short, here, brief message. So here's
1: how we do it in the best. You say, like, three, two, one, 2, 1, pause, and then you can start, okay? Like, yeah. I don't know, 30 seconds? that work? Yeah, sure. Okay. So that can't work.
4: Okay. Three, two, one, pause? Yeah, three,
1: two, one, pause. Oh, okay. There we go.
4: (laughs) Nate, you have worked hard. You've put yourself out there. This is the moment that you've dreamed about as a child. All those days in the gym shooting free throws, your friends were shooting free throws. You weren't. You were on the sidelines elbowing, pushing tripping hacking hoping that somebody would notice and this is your day today the world recognizes all of that hard work as a youth have paid off congratulations
1: yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Rosa Weiser. Rosa Weiser. You weren't on the court. You were on the sideline. Oh, great stuff, man! Hey, great to have you in Studio B. It's
4: terrific to be here, guys. You do a great job. Thank you.
1: We appreciate we you so it
0: much. Up we on BYU so much. We have told NYU Sports Nation. Oh my gosh! How in the world do we top
1: what just happened? On we here? can't. Let's just end it. Good grief!
0: <laughs> Master Control, fill in the rest of the break. We come back with our final thoughts after this. Also, you need to sign our flag, Russell. I'm gonna do it. Thank you. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Reminder, game day for BYU men's basketball. St. Mary's at BYU on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Zach Selius cleared to play tonight. How much will he play, if at all? BYU needs this game for so many reasons. Hey, man, man.
1: Hey, coming up tomorrow, reaction from the game, plus Leo Durkin, the setter on the third-ranked men's volleyball team, and Lauren Jones-Spencer, the women's tennis head coach as well.
0: We'll also have an update from women's basketball as they go for 11 straight wins tonight at Pacific. And Jimmer Fredette... In the three-point contest for the D.
1: Well, that's not for like nine days. Nine days away, but will he? The will count he win down it? begin. Let's we,
0: count down to something else. Oh my goodness!
1: <laughs> we never do countdowns, Jerem. I love. Ever. Mo- I love most of everything we do on the show. Obviously, there's one thing I don't enjoy as much. That's okay. We're shooting at a high clip already. We're like the Zach Celsius of three-point shooters on countdowns, <laughs> right? What minus the sore shoulder. What's your bold prediction
0: for tonight's BYU basketball game? Our elite tweet of the day from at Socks underscore hawks says, BYU by double digits, Big Rush of five, quadruple double, and Jerem Jordan hits a mop-up duty three off the bench. Nope. Oh, in the books. Hey, today's Rising shot. by the way, brought to you by Dexter and Dexter and in Most Thanks to all of our guests. Show on demand. Download the podcast for Jerem. I'm Spencer. Give Shout to out Russ to Elon Edwards.
1: Russ Larson gets the Rising shot. How about that?